This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Monday, March 30th, wherever and however you're connected Wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who's busily preparing his quarantine offense along with coaches and members of the BYU women's basketball team, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, Women's Hoops put out a video where they uh, pass the ball to each other, you know, in quarantine. Everyone's solo passing, you know, which is like the cheesiest anchor, uh, re- basic reporter um, video, right? And here's Sarah Hampson laying it in. This is live video from the Merritt Center. They're actually playing. <laughs> Wish. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good video. Uh, the Rock put out a cool video, too, saying, do you think you can go back in time? And they were showing, uh, and here's Ray Stewart, who, by the way, wait, tore his Achilles. He's got a torn Achilles, and he's doing that. Yeah, well, he's got the boot, you know? He can dance around. Lee Kamard, you know, off the hip. So, yeah, people being creative. Shayla Gonzalez, uh, lo- looking, looking good coming off the ACL tear. She's going to be healthy for the upcoming season, which is exciting. Um, so, yeah, everyone doing their thing, right, in, in – uh, in self-quarantine right now, in isolation. It's, it's still weird, man. Paisley Johnson flashing the ring. Connor Harding. He oh, got that in before COVID-19 get, hit. Get that bling bling. Yeah, what's, what's going to happen with their wedding this summer, you know? That's a real like, issue. Mary Lake got married with minimal people around. And temples have closed. And it's just for the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who want to go into the temple. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very unique time. I had Friday off. I was home for three days. I basically drove, I drove to Home Depot one time, actually twice, because I got some paint, but I grabbed some other dude's paint bucket. So then I brought it back. Anyways, we switched it. They sanitized it. Hopefully. We're good. <laughs> I can't tell you how many projects I've done that have just been put on the back burner. Now it's like, well... There's time. You have time to do this. Yeah, I've now. been reading books, watching. It's been awesome. I've been reading. I read Hail Mary uh, by Ryan Great Timmons. book, right? So good, dude. So good. Really, really good. Like all kinds of context. Free promotion right here, I guess. I, it was so good. I mean, even the story of the guy kicking the extra point. Kirk Gunther. Clinch the victory over SMU in 1980. And going back to what had happened to BYU Brent the Johnson, previous year. I, just, I mean, that's just one of, the, the, one of the many stories Doug in there. Scoville. Says, let's go for two. He doesn't think they can make an extra point. That's one of the <laughs> dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. No, no, let's not kick an extra point. Wow. Whoa. No faith there, Dougie Fresh. Come on, man. Good stuff. Hopefully, you have time to read some books and hopefully, you have time to watch the show. And if you're doing so live, great to have you. If not, great to oh, have you. Are we on right now? Great to have oh, wow. you. Okay. Today's show lineup includes an Olympic silver medalist, Jerem, All-American at BYU and coach of the 16th-ranked BYU gymnastics team, Guard Young. What his team just pulled off for the first time ever. And let's ask a guy that competed in the Summer Olympics about how he would handle a year delay preparing for the most important sporting event ever. Plus, BYU softball senior Riley Jensen-McFarland on what lies ahead for the All-American candidate and if she's coming back in 2021. And how would you feel about a modified, albeit shortened, college football season? All things to discuss, but not before your Monday BYU Sports Nation headlines. The NCAA Division I Council is scheduled to vote on whether or not spring sport athletes should receive another year of eligibility today. The initial release by the NCAA was that they would. This council will uh, rule on whether they actually should do it. 
Uh, I'll be shocked if they don't. The question is whether winter eligibility will be handed out due to several uh, conference and NCAA championship cancellations. I'm of the opinion you do not give eligibility to the winter athletes, albeit frustrating and annoying that there was no NCAA championships and several conference championships, but the majority of the season was played. Spring, it was the middle to two-thirds of the season in so, uh, to me, it's a little different. Yeah, most weren't even into conference play in spring. Uh, speaking of baseball, softball. Right. Volleyball was in the middle of yeah. conference play, uh, but there were still, like, two months left in the year. So, I say yes, spring. Winter, I say no. I think it's too complicated. All right, much more on that to come. BYU basketball officially out of ESPN's oh. NCAA basketball Twitter Tournament Spectacular 2020. According to bracketologist Joe Lenardi, the Cougars lose to Gonzaga Saturday night, 84-80. Nice run. Jake Toulson and TJ Haas hit some big threes late, apparently. But it wasn't enough. Corey Kispert and the Zags move on to the Final Four. It was a great run, wasn't it? (laughs) Hey, Elite Eight, I'll take it, man. (laughs) The Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference names BYU its champion for the season, the Cougars' first in school history. I wonder if anyone else will do this. Name a champion retroactively. Here we are just two weeks away right, from the end of the season. So I'm, I'm interested to see if the MPSF will do something with men's volleyball or not. A total of six gymnasts earned all MRGC honors. BYU finished the season ranked 16th. Again, we'll talk with our head coach, Guard Young, coming up in just a little bit. New dates announced for the Tokyo Summer Olympics. The game's now set for July 23rd through August 8th of 2021. We'll ask the former Summer Olympian about dealing with a change like that. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The impact of a global pandemic has a far-ranging list of consequences and results. At the top of the list are the health and safety of people. It has been incredible to see the power of humanity over the last few weeks and the heroic efforts of so many to help squelch a challenge the world has never before dealt with. We applaud those doctors, nurses, scientists, other medical professionals who are quite literally saving the world. In our specific line of work, and on a much less important tier, albeit one that we are extremely passionate about, lies the uncertain future of sports. For the time being, indefinitely suspended, and we have no idea when it will restart. The Summer Olympics, as we just told you, pushed back a full year. The next thing to potentially be altered is the most popular sport in America right now. Football, professional, college, high school, all unknown. It is the center of life for many. And now we have analysts such as ESPN's Kirk Herbstreet, Jerem, saying things like, I'd be shocked if there's football in the fall at all. Maybe there is. Maybe there's not. Maybe it's an altered or shortened season. Would you be okay if it comes to a shortened football season. You just told me there's a chance that there'd be none. So would I be okay if there's some? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it was a six-game season, great. It's what, whatever we could play, let's play. Who knows what that's going to be and when that decision is going to be made. But we had Kalani Sataki on the show last week. I followed up on a question and asked him, how much time would you need to be ready for the season if it did get pushed back? And he said, as long as we have what everyone else has. Typically, that's about a month right now, the month of August. Um, I I wonder how long teams would need. If everything was in the clear, 
the curve was flattened and and then we, we are good enough to play and not spread anything more and gather in groups. I don't know the answer and haven't heard anyone else answer it of what has to happen for us to be able to function normally as a society quite yet. Football certainly on the back burner, but it's on the front burner of activities we're thinking about, let's be honest. Um, I don't think any of us really are that concerned about other things that come before that right now. I, hey, I want Major League Baseball. To... Listen, number one is football. Let's be honest, especially at this school. There's a lot of sports that run this school, but it is a football school first, right? Um, the stadium is 65,000 seats. That tell you, tells you everything you need to know. I would take a shortened season. Here's the thing. If there's any delay whatsoever, how, how are you going to manage the schedule? Because it can't be mixed up and changed. You're just going to have to play the games that you had when you had them, unless you belong to a league, and then the league can say, oh, maybe we'll just play conference games. BYU is in a weird spot then in that case because who is BYU going to play besides North Alabama on November 21st later in the season? I think BYU's in a weird spot. I don't think BYU's going to play Utah this year because if there's not a season that starts on time, then BYU isn't going to play Utah. And as some people have joked on Twitter, well, then BYU doesn't have to lose this year to Utah, right? <laughs> I, would love, I would love for a full season and, and whatnot, but at this point, who knows? But I would take anything we can get, yes, anything. I'm with Literally you. one game, I'll take more than none. It's all on the table, and there have been several people who have offered an array of alternatives. Some dumb, some smart. That's what's happening. Yes, some as brash as saying, Hey, bump the season up into the summer. How do you move it up? We can't even leave our homes uh, for more than just the essentials kind of right now. Right? What? Because what? apparently, in their logic, it is harder for the disease to spread in the summer months. Again. Well, it's a flu, yeah. I, it's all strange. But in no way do I see the college football season being escalated and accelerated into a summer-shortened season. But that has been floated out. On the internet. That uh, idea is dumb. Some people have suggested, okay, start in October and play through uh, the middle of January because college football does that anyway. Take out buys. Well, uh, not really. It doesn't really go through January. There's like one, one game. game for each team, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. You want to sit in Lavelle <laughs> Stadium in December? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love that stadium. I ain't sitting in there in December. Conference only has been put out there. And in BYU's case, that makes it very difficult for the Cougars because if teams are going to play play? conference only, then uh, would they have any games? Do they they have any other independents on the schedule this year? No. 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 So at that point, maybe they do get the game with Notre Dame. (laughs) Hey, uh, Notre Dame, they – the Irish would still have five contracted ACC games, but what do the Fighting Irish do after that if it's conference only? They're Notre Dame. They can do whatever they want. Maybe BYU gets the game there. Uh, is it in front of smaller crowds? Uh, is the season played, but... I'd be fine with no crowd. Done for I don't a TV care. audience where yeah. it's, okay, uh, select members of media and family members, but there's no crowd of over uh, 500 people allowed at any game. And you still there have to be, be... There could be no media. Just be, show the game. You have to be sitting with your families and, and physical distancing and social distancing are all still in place. Like... Everything is on the table to be discussed, but we're not really going to know until we get to about June or July what drastic measures have to be put in place to try and make this thing happen. That's what's hard is right now we just don't know, and we want to know. Physical distancing is what every BYU bishop says to every member of Mm -hmm. every ward Mm -hmm. here, right? Okay. Not to mention social distancing. I would take any game. 
I really would. I would say just for the entertainment value, because I know that's le- that's on the back burner of what matters most. I know, but guess what? We're all doing probably okay to going a little crazy right now in terms of socially. Obviously, everyone's trying to take care of our health and everyone else's health that we may interact with. But at some point socially, it's going to get weird, right? And we need football. I need football in some way. It's not going to do it to watch someone simulate a game online or flashback. This is all cheap. This is all dollar store version of the real thing right now. And I would like football in some way in the fall. ESPN. However, we can figure it out yes. with health in mind. Of yeah. Course. Uh, ESPN's airing classic Monday night football games tonight because it's a Monday. NBC Sports Network's airing classic Sunday night games. Yeah. Well, they have a twenty four seven network to fill. And we have yeah. a network to fill as well at BYU TV, which right. is why but we're, we're not a sports network. No. Yeah. No. We're still here. We want to do the show. We want to be distracted. Yes, we want football. We want to be distracting for you. (laughs) We want football. But what kind of conference and what kind of independent schedules will there be laid out? They they won't be able to mix schedules, in my opinion, very easily. So, okay, what if they just, okay, we're we're getting rid of September. You just pick up your games in October and we start Sweet, now BYU only plays two Power Fives. I finally get the schedule I want. But BYU can't win 10 games. Schedule is not too hard at that if point. BYU would, if September was skipped, BYU would start the season with Utah State at home. They would host Missouri, host Houston, three, first three at home. At Northern Illinois, at Boise State, San Diego State at home, North Alabama, at Sanford. BYU would play, uh, what, five of the nine at home or something? Yeah. Yeah, then they would have so more it's, home it's games. It's very complicated. And at some point, like at what point – does college football have to decide what they're doing? And, by the way, there's no college football commissioner. That's not a major issue at all. So it's every conference for itself. And then it's every power conference that kind of discusses and, and runs some things. But at the end of the day, the SEC is going to say, ah, we're doing this. We don't care what the Pac-12 does. You know what I mean? It, at some point, it'll, it's going to get really weird with who's doing what and why. The first domino to fall was the – NBA, and then everyone else quit, right? We're going to talk to one team that was affected, softball at BYU, Riley Jensen McFarland. The day before she's told her season ends with the team, the NBA had had quit. If the NFL makes the first move, then the NCAA will move after that, in my opinion. It's all so very interesting because you can't just cold start the thing. The engine has to be primed for a while. A month, probably? Uh People are talking about the NBA coming back, and it's like, are the is the NBA going to play uh, this season into December and then have another hiatus yeah. and then start a shortened season after that? I'm with you, man. I think it, it's all pushing towards football. I, I will be shocked if we see anything before July in any sport based on what's happening right now. We don't know. And it's only March, right? But this thing's still cooking hot. It's not like it's simmering down right now Ugh. yeah we're flattening the curve we're doing everything that we need to do i think short of shelter at home we're yeah. not quite there in this state i know in new york it's crazy right um but staying home staying safe yeah and it feels silly to talk about football at some point in this but that's what we do on the show so we're gonna talk about it. all right our question of the day would you be okay with a shortened football season why or why not let's go to voice of the nation this is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At CL underscore living chimes in on Twitter. Sure, even one game would be enough. 
All BYU needs is the first game, a win over Utah, right? Wink, 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 hashtag BYUSN. I really want that game to be played. I'm just, I'm just kind of worried. If we're, if we're talking right now about there being no football, oh, that means uh, September 3rd is out. Teams, teams have uh, to condition not. together. They've got to train together, practice. These are large groups, right? So before any practice can happen, things have got to be significantly calmed down. And then we assess there's going to be a waiting period. It's yes. just there's no way to fast forward into this thing. Yeah. How much has this thing changed our lives? We are wider away from each yes. other on this desk now. We are literally that six is, feet apart. Are we this far apart in our own office? I think so. Yeah, yes, we yeah, are. Okay, good. Uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. We're safe. You're right. Coming up, the BYSN Best Play Bracket continues. We have our first upset. And former Olympian, silver medalist, and coach of the conference champion BYU women's gymnastics team, Guard Young, on how he's handling things right now. And what does he think about the Summer Olympics being pushed back? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The BYU TV app is the place to watch recent and some old BYU sports games. Get your VOD fix on the BYU TV app today. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, our first guest in studio and coach of the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference champion, BYU women's gymnastics team, Guard Young Guard, congratulations. Thanks. Nice to be out of the house. Parking was great this morning. (laughs) Yes, it was, because no one's here. Uh, Let's talk about that. So the MRGC, uh, one of only two uh, gymnastics conferences specifically in the country, named, hey, BYU, you're the champ. Uh, What did you think of that? You had two meets left in the season. It was almost done. Yeah, we, uh, you know... We'll take it. You know, we're, we're happy. We, we, we liked the resume that we did this year. We faced uh, every one of our teams twice. Um, we beat them twice. Uh, we were the highest ranked team in terms of national ranking. And so it was kind of like de facto, here you go. So it's like, yay. I mean, not quite how you want to maybe win a conference title. Um, but we're proud of how we, we started the season and how we handled the, the middle part of the season as well. What was this team pacing for? Currently ranked number 16, and Shannon Evans is back and healthy. I mean, what, what did you feel like you were going to be able to accomplish? Well, you know, we were, you know, obviously conference is one of those little check marks that you're trying to get. Um, you know, what we're, we're really focused on is, is the NCAA tournament, uh, first and second rounds. And, and you know, you got to be in a meet of four. You got to be top two to make it out of those rounds. So, you know, I was... I was really, really hoping that we could even uptick our, our ranking up to maybe 15th or even 14th, maybe get a, a Denver regionals close by. We competed there once already that year. Um, but the way it was looking was looking we were going to be uh, 16th seed uh, going into Norman, Oklahoma, which would be fun for me because that's kind of where my roots were from. So um, anyways, just the fact that you were seeded going into the tournament I think was going to be a big deal for our program. And being ranked uh, 16th nationally, the highest final ranking in 15 years, that's notable as well. What did you think of that? Yeah, and, you know, we, we overcame a lot of adversity that way. You know, we had uh, we lost a senior, Achilles, Achilles Tear, uh, in November. Uh, she was out for the season, Angel Zong, and then uh, Shannon had a bad spill. 
missed the month basically of January, came back strong in February, then she had an ankle little tweak. And, you know, I think in women's gymnastics, there was something like 28 Achilles tears across the country. Mm. So we were just hypersensitive and we weren't really too worried about, you know, you know, some meets that we could have put her in, but we were kind of like, let's focus at senior night. Let's focus at conference. Let's focus at that first round of the NCAA tournament and then a pandemic hit. So unfortunately, you know, we were on a great track to, to have her come right back in and it didn't work out. Guard Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Your team put up a 197.075 against Southern Utah on January 24th. That was the highest score since 2004. There's this theme developing. You're doing all these things for the first time in 15, 16, or 17 years. What's the next step for this program to continue this, uh, what looks like a meteoric rise over the last three years? Yeah, we have an unbelievable uh, class coming back. We have seven seniors next year. So this is going to be, I think, a remarkable year for us upcoming. We're already talking about it, circling dates, trying to figure out training plans. It, It keeps getting moved and shifted, so it's a little difficult. But these girls are really excited to get back in the gym whenever that is, and, and we'll be ready to go. Um, so we'll see how high we can get next year. I just really like the – we have six freshmen coming in. We got seven seniors. We got a good mix in the middle. So could be a pretty good season next year. Certain sports lend themselves to dealing with this situation more than others, right? Gymnastics seems like it's not one that is as favorable because of uh, – you're touching the bar. You're touching the, the – Golf, it feels like you could just go out there and kind of play, right? So what, what can you do or what are you doing, I guess, with your team right now during this time where it's, it's uh, very different? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, they're students. And, and so that's the number one thing right now is, hey, you're still got, you still got class. So, you know, you got no excuse now. <laughs> you got lots <laughs> of time on your hand. Let's get those grades up. Let's get 100% on all of your assignments, those sort of things. So that's the, the number one thing that we're focused on right now. Um, and then just trying to stay in you know, the most physical shape you possibly can. you got to start thinking outside the box, doing jumping jacks and push-ups in your living room. But it's hard to, to do your bar routine in, in your backyard. So um, you know, all our facilities are closed right now. We don't have access to them. So... You know, I've never been out of the gym this long before in my entire life. And so... What, two weeks right now? Yeah. Yeah, actually a week and a half. We got shut down on a Wednesday. We actually Mm -hmm. held practice on Wednesday um, with less than 10, by the way. So so it's been a week and a half. And now my dreams are just like, they're out there. They're crazy. I'm dreaming about weird stuff. So... (laughs) Well, I have no idea what's going to happen the next what four or five weeks. I'm in trouble. <laughs> any any weirdness you want to share? Nope. Okay. Nope. Staying, staying with me. Guard Young on BYU Sports Nation. Weird dreams and all. I was thinking about the dream I had last night. I was I was in like a like a lazy river, but I was in a suit and I walked out dry. So yeah, that's weird. <laughs> well, that was weird. That- uh, in about 15 minutes. Yeah, I saw some minutes. missionaries when we talked about the safety zone. <laughs> that is outstanding. Uh, guard, the NCAA is about to rule on uh, whether or not they're going to allow a full year of eligibility to all spring sports athletes coming back, and the winter conversation is going to come in there. What are you expecting for your seniors if they're granted anything to come back and compete again? Yeah, you know, that's a hard one. Um, and I, you know, the seniors, you, your heart goes out to them because they didn't get a finish with a bang. But 
you know, my heart goes out to every one of these girls on my team because my sophomores didn't get a postseason. My my juniors didn't get a postseason. So, you know, I would like to have that narrative shift just not away from the seniors but to everybody. I mean, what what do you, would you like to see happen? And, you know, frankly, I think what we should be doing is we should be trying to run these tournaments in the in the fall best we can. I mean, why why don't we have an October madness? Why aren't we doing, you know, the the bracket Brackology and place these teams, and then you're asking these student athletes not to give up an entire year to have their bodies come back for an entire season. Sometimes I don't think that is really the smart way to do that. But to ask them to give up a few more months to say, hey, we're going to run this tournament in October or November, and then that backs up to a 2021 season, and then your team's ready to go after that. I, I, you know, I don't know why we're not talking about that narrative. I mean, for gymnastics, I'll speak for gymnastics, we don't get going until January. We absolutely could run an NCAA tournament in December with your current roster. You can't use your new freshmen. Mm. They're excluded. That's only forcing my athletes to come back, get in shape, get routine ready, and run a meet, run three meets. They can do that. Their bodies can handle that. And then that tournament will end, and then our 2021 season will begin with our new team. And they'll be in shape. They'll be ready to go. So I'm a little frustrated why we're not talking about something like that now. At least putting a delayed tournament on the versus, table. Versus, hey, we're going to give you an entire year back, an entire year worth of scholarships, an entire year worth of you have to go through another 12, 13-week season, which some of these girls can't do. I'll, t- I'll tell you why they're not talking about it. Because it's easier to do nothing than something, <laughs> right? It's easier, easier to do nothing. So you are a winter sport, so that's part of the discussion as well. Do you feel like the spring sports who didn't get um, – their seasons were extremely truncated should get all the eligibility back? Um, absolutely. Of course. Why not? If, if they didn't get more than you know, 50% of their season done, they, they definitely, I think, maybe should. I think maybe 50% mark may be the key. I mean, even with eligibility, you know, you got to compete – you know, less than 50% of your season to get back if, say, you get hurt with a medical. Um, I don't know all the NCAA rules. I, I have a, a great compliance department that helps me. Yeah, that's those. their job. But but something more lines like that, I mean, winter sports, you know, we had two meets left. So does that constitute an entire year back? Um, again, I, I'm looking at the safety of their their health, but I don't want to speak for everybody either. You know, they have to make up their own decisions if that's what best some curls need to do. Some athletes need to do another year of school. So they're like, yeah, that's ready to go. Some are ready to graduate. I mean, they need to move on with their lives too. And you're asking them to sacrifice another year. Um, would I do it? Of course I would. <laughs> I'd do anything to compete again. So, <laughs> so I think it's a very unique situation for individuals. And you can't just say, this is what you're going to do. Whole, you know, you know, for everybody. Guard, you are a man that understands the Summer Olympics way better than most, preparing for them, qualifying for them. So to see an announcement like today, again, unprecedented, that is the word of March, of the Olympics being pushed back a full year to July 23rd through August 8th of 2021, what is that going to do to the games and to the athletes preparing for those games? Wow. I mean, again, is that the right decision? In the current climate, I do believe it is the right decision. For me as an athlete, it absolutely would be. And that has everything to do with the ability to train and prepare. You know, we st- there still might have been enough time to host and put on the games. We don't know that yet. However, 
to ask these athletes to try to train and work through something like this, I don't really think is fair to them. Their coaches, their training facilities. I know I have friends that are currently trying to make the USA Olympic team, and their gyms got shut down, and they had no place to train, and, and then they were trying to drive five hours down to Houston to, to train at their home gym. And as soon as they got there, it got shut down. And then they were going to drive to Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center. And then halfway there, it got shut down. I mean, there was really this, like, fear of I'm not going to be able to train. Um, and I don't think that is fair. But now, you know, you bring in, like, look at the athletes who have already qualified to the Olympics. Look at the athletes, you know, are they going to retain their spot? Are they going to have to requalify? What kind of shape and condition are they going to be a year from now? I mean, it just brings in just a whole bunch of different, you know, more challenges that you're going to have to work through. Luckily, it's very simple and very linear for everyone <laughs> in this whole. Oh wait, it's so complicated, right? Yeah, but it's, it's but crazy. to but to delay it a year, yeah, that's the right thing versus canceling it. I mean, so at least they're not doing that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and for the record, you have brought your silver medal that you obtained, and you even lent it to Jerem yeah, for an uh, like, afternoon. I, I have this app called Time Hop. It was a year ago or two. I just wandered around campus for an afternoon with it. That's one of I the highlights to talk of my to you. life. There was Art. a little bit of a chip no, on the wasn't. back of it that I want to <laughs> talk to you about. That was me trying to get a piece of it. Yeah. <laughs> Guard's lawyer will be contacting like, you shortly. Wait a, wait a minute. Now you've got to qualify for the Olympics and get another one. Shoot. Guard, thanks, thanks guard. for coming in. It's great to thanks, talk guys. to you. Okay, coming up, fired by her own dad as an employee as a kid to become one of the best softball players in the country. Riley Jensen McFarlane will be in. And we had the first upset in our BYU Sports Station best play of the season bracket. Did we have another major upset over the weekend? This is BYU Sports Nation. The BYUSN Best Play Bracket is presented by doTERRA. That's coming out in just a moment on the latest BYU Sports Nation right now. Kalani Sitake and his daughter Sadie. Dancing might be the best quarantine video so far. If not, the remix of it is for sure. Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the YouTube. Hey, they're not the only ones dancing. The Mahe family's putting out TikToks. Fessy Sitake's family's putting out TikToks. Everyone's dancing but us, man. Listen. Some people are like, hey, are you guys going to do a TikTok? I, no. We, we can do a TikTok, which in theory is just a longer Vine, mm-hmm. right? I miss mm-hmm. Vine a lot. Uh, but it's just, it's just become this dancing vehicle. It's like it can be more than just dancing and <laughs> lip sync, right? Let's make it something else. Let's put our creative minds together and come up with a new uh, TikTok, I don't know, realm. No, the social influencers will do that for us. We are not those people. I have discussed dancing on TikTok with my wife, Brittany. So talk is cheap. We Let's shall, see we shall see. Do it or don't. We may be uh, considering a boy band uh-huh. approach. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll see. It's very, very. Uh, that's vague. And Show me the money. Don't talk about. It's it. Very much in the beginning of conversations, but that has been discussed at least for a moment. Uh, while we're uh, not thinking about dancing, <laughs> let's get to the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics News. The NCAA Division I Council is scheduled to vote on whether or not spring sport athletes should receive another year of eligibility today. They will also discuss winter eligibility due to several conference and NCAA championship cancellations. Men's basketball. BYU basketball officially out of ESPN's NCAA basketball Twitter tournament simulation. That, according to bracketologist Joe Lenardi, the Cougars 
lost 84-80 on Saturday to Gonzaga, of all teams, in that simulated Elite Eight. Gymnastics. The MRGC names BYU its champion for the season, the Cougars' first of school history. A total of six gymnasts earned all-conference honors. BYU finished the season ranked number 16 in the country. Athletics news. New dates announced for the Tokyo Summer Olympics. They are set for July 23rd through August 8th of 2021. We just spoke with BYU gymnastics coach Guard Young, a silver medalist in his own right, and he gave us his take on what that will do to the games and the complications involved of preparing for the summer games a year from when they were originally scheduled. At John Rothstein uh, tweets, the Pac-12 has suspended all team-related activities through May 31st per release. So... They were still having team activities? I didn't That's, know they were having team I, activities. Uh, maybe but, they just made it okay. official. But. So that they just pushed it back another month. This, yeah. is, this isn't a shock. Okay? Right. And, and those that don't know, the athletics facilities at BYU are shut down. You, you, you don't go into the buildings and get some shots up at the moment, right? Af- sanctioned officially, right? So if, you wanna, if you're on the basketball team and you want to go shoot, you can go to the church, I guess, by yourself or something. But I... It's 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 shut down, right? And even in our building, there's minimal, only essential personnel basically to do this show and a couple other things. It's it's a ghost town. Yeah. Now. Do you have the access card to a church, Jerem? No, but I <laughs> know a guy. You, 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 you have to know be, somebody. You have to be friends with someone somebody. with a boat, and you have to have someone who has keys to the church. <laughs> so go get your shots up. Yeah. Got to get them up. All right, time for our BYU Sports Nation Best Play Bracket Update presented by doTERRA. We have isolated the top eight plays from BYU football last season and the eight top plays from BYU basketball in their season and have pitted them against each other in our own version of Bracket Madness, all to find the best play of the athletic year at BYU. So we're whittling down 16 plays to the best play. And we have a matchup that we recap, and then we send a new one out each day. You can go to vote.byutv.org. That's vote.byutv.org. And cast your vote. Uh, polls close at 11 a.m. Eastern each day. We'll announce the results during the show. How about this? So Dax Milne is a five seed, took down Yoli Child's emphatic season-ending dunk against Gonzaga in his home career. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So and da- now this! Dax Milne is already in as the first upset, and in another huge upset... What? Dax Milne, as the eight seed, wow. has taken down the number one basketball seed, TJ Haas' game winner against St. Mary's. Largest voter turnout we've had thus far. Milne's TD advances with 54% of the vote to TJ Haas' 46%. The Milne family has uh, every done big of minor work. voted they have done some work i need my cabrios grizzlies to show <laughs> wow that's okay so two upsets dax milne had two of the top eight football plays by the way which is impressive he was a walk-on and then he got a scholarship going into the season and he had two of the most memorable plays well now apparently he has two of the top eight overall plays oh, not just football oh, plays holy cow dax milne what did your family do how did they corner well, the market here? Well, his brother is one of our production assistants, so hopefully <laughs> there was no tampering with the vote. He's, he's also the guy at the Russia end, did it. Dallin, his name, <laughs> uh, at the end of the uh, Gonzaga game at home in basketball. He's the guy that kind of falls down in the. Anyway, we love Dallin. Yes. Okay. We do. Okay. Today's today's matchup. Okay. <laughs> Two seed in football versus seven seeded hoop. So first up, Dian Gonwoluku finishes off USC with an interception in overtime. 
Trips to the wide right for Slovis in the gun. He claps the hands, takes a chest high snap. He will throw quickly. Batted up and intercepted. Did they get it? If they got it, it's over. It's over. The Cougars picked it off. Review the play. It was an interception. Great play. BYU's 2-1, back-to-back overtime wins. That was such an exciting sequence. The win was celebrated twice in that moment. Utah was like, yeah, you do it too. See? (laughs) They clear everybody off, and then they (laughs) confirm it, and then everybody freaks out again, and it's awesome again. Yeah. Yeah. What a great day. Afternoon game. Sky Cam! National TV ranked win. The peak awesome. of the 2019 That was UA the moment. Season. That was the highest moment. You make a great point. As Bill Simmons likes to say, Apex Mountain was right there. Right there. Yeah. It was right there. Okay, that game winner from Diane Gonwoloku takes on essentially a game clincher from Alex Barcelo against the Utah State Aggies, the home of the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City. Corner three, 27 seconds left. BYU up by just a single point. With a 30-second game clock, penetrate to the right elbow, hand off to Nixon, back to A.B., he's got the three, he takes it, he makes it! Alex Barcelo knocks it down! A.B. for three! Alex Barcelo, he had made one shot up to that point and had not had a good day shooting the basketball, calmly knocks down the game clincher right there. That was a great moment. Yoli Childs uh, staring at the ref coming back down. It was a three! It was a three! So there was a discussion. Was it a two? Was it a three? They review it. It's three. BYU's up by four. Utah State doesn't end up scoring, and uh, BYU wins. At the time, we thought Utah State was better than BYU going into the game. Remember? Utah State had been ranked. They had lost, uh, you know, I think at St. Mary's and kind of got off the radar a little bit. And uh, then... BYU was actually the better team when all when the dust settled, but that was a big non-conference game early. We're like, oh, quad one, BYU doing like it was a fun period, man. And the whole basketball t- season was fun. So here we go. Go to vote.buatv.org and vote currently. So Diane Gonwoluk's interception is up sixty-eight percent to thirty-two percent for Alex Barcelo's three against Utah State. All right, make it happen, people. Let's keep this show rolling. Coming up, who gets today's rise and shout out later? And. Fresh off her article from the BYU Athletes Journal, BYU senior softball star Riley Jensen McFarland. She's coming back for 2021 if that opportunity is granted to her. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hope she does, man. She's legit. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Okay, you're shooting these from uh, somewhere outside Utah County, but they're all they're all going in. So walk us through the deep three pointers. This is the first one, by the way. BYU was 0 for 8 up to that point. You make the first one. What yeah. changed in that moment? Uh, well, first of all, I'd just say Yoli gave me a great pass, uh, and I just knocked it down. So. It's, it's all Yoli. That one was a mere 25 feet. Now, this is 28.8. We were talking before we came in here, and Jake was trying to say Yoli had zero assists. And there we go, the very first possession. There it is. That is just a taste of what's going to air this Friday on BYU Sports Nation. It's our play-by-replay of the Gonzaga game. Spencer and I sit down with Jake Toulson, Yoli Childs, and Mark Pope, and they tell us some of the inside stories from yes. the Gonzaga win. It's this Friday, regular show during the time. Uh, our play-by-replay coming up this Friday. 
So much shade being thrown between oh, Jake and great. Yoli. It was fantastic. It was great. You're, yes. you're going to want to watch that. <laughs> Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Yes, that is to come Friday. But as of this moment, we welcome in BYU senior softball star Riley Jensen McFarland, who was pacing for an All-American type year and then had her season cut short. Riley, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks. It's always good to be back here. It's been a minute. It has a year? Been. Two years? Two years. Two years? That's our bad. That Sorry. is our bad. So we apologize collectively. <laughs> and you took it out on your opponents. Let's talk about the season you were having. You were batting 441. You led the team in runs, hits, doubles, triples, slugging, walks, on-base percentage, stolen base, second in homers, and RBS. This was the kind of season you were hoping for, right? It was. It was my senior season, and I was wanting to go out with a bang. And then now it's... I went out with a bang. just <laughs> <laughs> Not the kind of bang yeah. you're hoping for, right? And let's dive into that. Um, you, you shared some thoughts in the Athletes Journal that I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so let me read an, an excerpt from that article, and you can kind of just walk us through what you're feeling in this moment. And I quote, When Coach Eakin came into the room to tell you that the season was over, he couldn't even look at Emily Erickson and me, the two seniors. And we know Emily, by the way. She worked here. We love Emily. Yeah. She's great. We knew what was coming. He told us that our season was over. I feel like every emotion went through my body. I lost it. I just started crying. I couldn't control it. And then uh, fast forward a little bit. In a moment, it was all just taken away from me. How were you able to process through that and get through an incredibly difficult realization as a senior? Um, I don't know. Just having my teammates being so supportive and having my family with me, like they weren't there, but just like talking on the phone with them and them comforting me just through that. We were in Alabama, like, I was thousands of miles from any of my family, so just like the power of technology is probably what saves me through that. But yeah, he just came in, called an emergency meeting, just came in, but we were like keeping tabs. First they said, you're still going to play, but there's going to be no fans, and then we're like, it's just a matter of time because the Ivy Leagues were canceling, and then like everybody just started canceling. So even knowing it was coming, like still, it didn't help at all, but I mean... Control the controllables, I guess. Yeah, and and I think we all dealt with that to a certain degree of denial initially, right? Yeah. Of, no. Like, yeah. I know this is crazy, but they're not going to cancel the season. Yet yeah. you, you've mentioned, uh, you know, in person and in the journal, you could tell it was coming. Um, you mentioned, too, in there that uh, Gordon Eakin couldn't even look you in the eye, you and Emily. Yeah. And then once the news came out, all your teammates were hugging you, and you said you just sat there crying and your teammates were coming around. Yeah, I mean, that didn't really help because when somebody <laughs> asks you if you're okay, you just break down even more. But, yeah, just he turned around because right when he said, I know you guys have seen this coming, right when he said that, me and Emily both just lost it. And he was turning around talking to the wall because he was like, I can't even look at you guys right now. But... Wow. It was, a, it was a long day. You did mention, too, that Alabama will hold a certain place in your heart, perhaps negatively, because that's where the yeah, news that, came, right? Yeah, that hotel will always haunt me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Understandably. Riley Jensen McFarland with us on BYU Sports Nation. How would you explain the last two and a half weeks of your life after the fact? I have so much time I don't know what to do with. Like, I haven't had a spring break since I was in, like, eighth grade. Yeah, what's the so. spring break, right? <laughs> For real. <laughs> but it's just been super important to just, you know, stay safe, stay, like, isolated through this scary time. It's just a weird, eerie time. Now, if you had had a senior year where you stunk, you'd still be emotional, right? Yeah. But you had an epic senior up to this point. Um, and you guys were about to play number 10 Alabama and number 3 Texas. So does that affect how you feel about this as well, the fact that you were playing at the level you had been seeking 
Yeah, definitely. Because after last year, like I set those goals, like all American goals, and not only that, but like team goals to be like win a regional, make it past that. And right when I felt like we were clicking, is right when like it went downhill. And like if I would have not been having a good year, if I wouldn't have worked hard in the off season, I would have been like, yeah, that sucks. But just like working so hard and like the numbers showing it is probably the hardest part. I, I knew you had been having a good season, but I finally peered at the stats, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this it was ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous really, really for good. sure. Um, I know that you mentioned uh, in your article how much of a rock your husband has been, Darius McFarland. And I, and I have he's, – He's on the football team. Yes, he is. Yeah. And, I, I mean, typically I joke, like, well, what do you want me to call you now? Are you so Riley Jensen? Are you Riley McFarland? Are you Riley Jensen McFarland? <laughs> um, so we'll have to sort that out if and when you come back – for 2021, but how does the prospect of 2021 BYU softball sound to you right now? I mean, it's they've got a lot of potential. And, you know, Coach Eakin barely called me last night and said, hey, I read your article, like, are you gonna you going to come back? And I said, it depends on, you know, what they vote today and what, like, what all the terms and conditions are. But it's looking, it's looking pretty good. So what are the conditions that would entice you to return? I mean, obviously scholarship, like if they honor those scholarships and then kind of just like he thinks Coach Egan thinks there might be like some nitpicky things like this and that with like school and stuff. But I have another year of school, so mm. that I don't, I don't know. That would line up with your undergrad? Yeah. You wouldn't be yeah. a graduate no. student? Okay, gotcha. And Darius is, uh, what are you, so- Darius is here on the side. You a sophomore going into your sophomore year? So he's got a couple years too. So yeah, you'd be to, around I have regardless. To be here, so <laughs> might as well uh, ball out, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, for uh, your sake, I and well, our sake, I mean, uh, we hope you're back because that would be fun to watch that you play be, again. That'd be way fun. I feel like I have some unfinished business. Uh, yes. Yes. Certainly. Please, Riley. <laughs> Come you don't, back have, and you play don't have to. You don't have to give her extra motivation. Like, and, and that's something I really learned from your athletes journal too. Is you grew up on a farm. Your grandpa had a farm. And your dad has his own farm, and you worked on this. You even said your dad fired you at some point. Do you mind recounting <laughs> yeah, that story? We, um, me and my brothers, we would always look like, oh, dad's not around. And then we'd like throw like the bad potatoes or the ones that, like the little mini ones, we just throw them at each other. Don't throw the potatoes, yeah. Riley. And he, to this day, he's like, I don't remember firing you, but I'm like, dad, <laughs> you don't remember anything in potato harvest because he's so stressed out. But yeah, we, we were kind of the naughty farmer's kids <laughs> <laughs> that is great stuff um okay let, let's finish with this how are you staying ready and preparing for whatever is next um i mean it's hard because all the gyms are closed like we were in idaho with at my parents house for a bit and they hadn't clo- closed the gyms and everything yet but they closed the gyms now and so we're just trying to find parks and We've recently uh, started playing pickleball. Pickleball is awesome. <laughs> that's a new, yeah. that's a new uh, little thing that we got going, and yeah. we bought a wiffle ball bat. So we're just trying to do basically anything at this point. It's just super hard because all the facilities are closed. Right. Like, can't go anywhere to work out basically. So just parks. Just lift. Catch us, catch us at your local or park. Yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. Dad, we throw me some bad potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> don't fire me this time, please. Yeah. Riley, great to talk to you. Um, let's uh, have you sign. I don't know if you've signed I, our newest. I don't think flag. you've signed this new one if it's been two years. I don't think yeah. so. You know, and you know what would be just fine? Two of your signatures. That would be just fine, <laughs> even if you did. <laughs> well, thanks for like coming in. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Okay. okay. Hopefully she, she's back. 
I'm serious. That'd oh, be awesome. Absolutely. Okay, coming up, a potentially shortened football season. More of your responses after the break. Plus a collective rise and shout out from Jerem to uh, a very important group of people. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, the show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can also download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. Large part of our conversation today centering on what's going to happen with the football season. Is it going to be altered? Is it going to be shortened? Will it go off without a hitch? All of that discussed, download the podcast. And our question of the day is this, would you be okay with a shortened football season? Why or why not? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, from Unihan underscore Nora on Instagram. Nah, unless it puts the athletes in harm. However, a shortened season is better than no season at all. Certainly they won't compete or play or even practice or even open a facility until it is available and healthy for everyone to gather. It's just going to be a minute. And, and again, I asked the question, so... We all flatten the curve as best we can. In certain places, it's spiking higher than others, right? Seattle and New York among them, California. Then what? How do you, how do you keep this down? Is it going to take a vaccine? Is it going to take the, the people that uh, survive COVID-19? And there are many, by the way, which is amazing, um, that create certain antibodies and their blood's donated. That's, I don't know the science behind it, but I just wonder when we're going to be able to, uh, to gather together again because sports is the public demonstration of that. But right now at a basic level, can I take my kid to the park with other people there? Or Ugh. can it just be the park when no, one, no one's there, right? It, it's, it's a question that we need answered. And then eventually we get to gathering 100,000 people in a football yeah. When does everybody feel okay about gathering in small groups again? Well, it's not everyone. It's when does the government? Sure, the right? government. Yeah. But then, even then, I still think there'll be some trepidation. Like the government will, says, okay, but I'll be like, the first one out there, bro. <laughs> okay. Hey, I like that. I like that ambition. All right. Today's rise and shout out is a combined effort from Jeremy and myself, and it goes to the medical professionals that are quite literally risking their lives to save the world um, all over the country, especially in New York right now. Uh, the pandemic is hitting so very hard. We think the nurses, doctors, scientists are looking to come up with uh, some type of answer for the coronavirus. Uh, and we thank you. And we appreciate all the work that you're doing right now. So uh, we send you our love and our prayers and uh, keep it going. Yeah, keep it going. Absolutely. Doing great work. Okay. Our thanks to today's guests, Guard Young and Riley Jensen McFarland. Sorry to Dennis Pitta one day. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Mike Empey. We'll see you on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. Go Cougs. Get that quarantine offense going, Jerem. <laughs>